0: This week's bonus episode is a little bit different. I know that you've all heard Kevin Crispin many, many times on the show. And a lot of times we're talking about his podcast, Sad Times. And we wanted to let you guys get an idea of what the show's about. So today we're actually releasing my episode of him interviewing me on Sad Times on his Sarah 51. So you guys can get an idea. And if you go to the show notes, you'll find links to everything. And it is a very important show, I believe. He is doing a fantastic job. And it it, it, I think, it can help a lot of people. If you're suffering yourself from issues, or know someone who has, please do give it a listen and go to the show notes. You'll find links to everything in there. Without further ado, here is "Sad Times," me.
1: Brent, uh, thanks for being on. Did you know, before we get started, that this is a fourth-hand production? It is. You are actually in fourth-hand studios in Berwyn, Illinois. Yeah, lower fourth dimension.
0: Fourth-hand LLC.
1: Oh, is it an LLC now? Yeah. Wow. What do you have to be sad about? That's
0: a limited liability company. Corporation. I don't know the term.
1: Yeah, I don't either. Mm -hmm. I just know that- I pay the bills. Yeah, does that mean you get tax breaks?
0: Um, I'm not at liberty to say Uh this year.
1: Okay, great. Well, we can just cut that.
0: Actually, I can say it. it'll just be a write-off. I can use it as a write-off.
1: Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Welcome into to uh, Sad Times. Uh, as you know, uh, my name is Kevin, and uh, let, let me just give you a brief... Uh, fill her in on the show uh, each week, uh, whether it be streaming live on Twitch at www.twitch.tv forward slash sadtimeskc or here on the podcast. Uh, I have a guest that I bring on uh, and we talk about um, all sorts of things. It's called Sad Times. We also talk about anxiety. We talk about Trauma. We talk about any number of things uh, where the person, um, you know, went through some hard stuff in their life, how they coped with it, how they acted and and kind of what came of it and and those around them and how they acted. So uh, the goal here, of course, is to be a little more open about all the shit that we go through so that we can have a bit more of an empathetic uh, world, ideally. Uh, So with that being said, uh, my good friend, uh, Brent, hand is on the show hey brent how are you i am doing well it's
0: early sunday morning sunday fun day mm-hmm. we're talking about depression that's so right that's
1: yeah it's like church <laughs> uh so um yeah uh well let's let's just go ahead and get started brent so i've known you Hold on. <sighs> Yeah, let it out, buddy. Hold on, lay back on the couch. I'm ready. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I've never done this. You've I've never
0: done this. I, 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 I mean, I real quick. I don't mean to interject, but like yeah. it's fun to talk to you about this. You know, you you talk to friends about things. So I've never like just said. I don't go and see a therapist, so this will be interesting. We're gonna see what. Have happens. Have you ever seen a therapist? I have seen a, a
1: therapist one session, one time ever one session yep. one time ever yeah was it after the Seinfeld finale it was yeah and I okay. was like it was a show about nothing yeah and they didn't get it yeah they weren't they weren't really getting it they needed a laugh track
0: okay so you've only been one time one time yeah ever. and it was a gentleman he was literally in his 80s and I felt so and that, that's not a joke I felt so disconnected from him um that it just didn't uh, it how didn't did you feel... find him insurance yep
1: that's how I found my insurance service. said yeah. go
0: here mm-hmm. and it was in Oak Park Illinois mm-hmm. it was across the street from like the the theater there on the the main drag I don't know that Fox theater or whatever it's okay. called I don't know it was just a weird area it was at night he's in there you know and uh, literally it was like he's like you can sit you don't have to lay down that's kind of a cliche you know let's talk here's some Kleenexes and you know what I mean I didn't yeah. you know and
1: then like after that I'm like
0: hmm
1: okay. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. And uh, to uh, you and everybody else who's listening. I've been through a lot of therapists. I was forced to go to a therapist when I was eight. Uh, I didn't really know why. Nobody really explained it to me. Yeah, I'm not bashing therapists at no, all. No, no, I'm just saying that one wasn't for me. Right. That's what I'm saying is often you'll come across a therapist that isn't for you, and it's that's important to to be like, oh, it, you know what, we just don't click. You know what? I also don't go to a chiropractor because one tore a muscle in my back. That doesn't
0: mean chiropractors don't help a lot of people. You, so you I actually went to a chiropractor, and he went to adjust my back, and yeah. he tore a muscle. Holy. Yeah, fuck. and I had to go to the hospital afterwards, and then the doctors like, they're quacks, they're quacks, you know. So. That's a fun experience.
1: Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, so let's just say, you know, for the <laughs> <laughs> argument of this podcast, let's say that you were to continue it on with with the old man and uh, down there in downtown Oak Park, and you would have had your therapy. <laughs> That's Mister Old Man. <laughs> Mister Old Man. Yeah. Doctor Old sorry. Man. Uh, Doctor. Esquire. <laughs> He's also a lawyer, uh, and you you would talk about growing up. So tell yeah. me a little bit about your. Just give me an idea, like how many siblings? Yeah, so and all I that.
0: I grew up in. Uh, let me paint you a picture here. Mm-hmm. So I grew up outside of a town of seven hundred people in the country, mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, suburbs. farmland, not suburbs, <laughs> not suburbs, all farmland, central Illinois. You know, um, 20, 20 miles outside of Springfield, Illinois. I grew up on a farm, uh, farm farmland, you know, and my father did. We were surrounded with, with um, literally a turkey barn on one side and chickens and uh, sheep and cattle and then just corn. And one end of our property was a cemetery. So it's a very interesting place that I grew up on. We had a wow. creek that ran through it. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of a picturesque place. Uh, we were very poor. Um, what, but you didn't farm the land. So after the, so when I was very young, like when my sister was, was young. So I'm sorry, you did ask. I have one sibling. I have a sister. She's nine years older than me. Okay. A little bit of an age gap. Yeah. Uh, they raised pigs and things there and my dad grew up farming, but he eventually, uh, my uncle became road commissioner and my dad went and worked for him, Mm -hmm. um, doing road work for the Cartwright township that's outside of there. When I say we're poor, like we, you know, for heat, we cut trees down and we had a wood burning stove and that's how we heated our house, things like that. Um, it was an interesting time. How old were you
1: when you started helping with
0: that? As soon as I could. Yeah. Like, so I, when I think of like growing up, especially wintertime, uh, I think of chopping wood. It, it yeah. makes, you know, it always makes me laugh. My sister and I talk about that. It's like, what'd you do on the weekends? Chopped wood. Yeah. yeah. That's what we did, you know, All day. a lot, a yeah, lot of times. You gotta be warm, you know. And my first, you know, my first job was detasseling corn. I mean, know? that is
1: a classic Central Illinois first
0: job. Yeah, like uh, so many people, either you know, buck bales or Walk you, beans. yep, walked beans. My sister walked beans. I detassled, yep. And and uh, both are terrible. They're,
1: I am lucky enough; I somehow got out of there with doing neither yeah but i yeah. hear they're fucking awful
0: they are you know when you wake up in the morning and you go and it's it's actually cold because the corn is soaked and it cuts you so you got to wear long sleeves and then by i don't know a couple hours in you're in the middle of summer so it's just pouring down hot yeah and all that steam you're steaming a lot of times because that water's coming off uh-huh. of you it's so funny you know and just you're like what am i doing do you Why remember what
1: your rate was what you got paid
0: we got paid really well for the time, and I feel like it was like three seventy-five or four bucks an hour or something like something along there, you know. And, and I feel like at that time it was like a quarter above minimum wage, and yeah. we were like, hell yeah, hell yeah, now we're you know. But I was happy to get it, you know. And I like so I wanted a car when I turned sixteen. I wasn't sixteen at the time. Uh-huh. I wanted a car. I was saving for for that. I wanted to go to college. I was saving for that. So that was very much on my mind.
1: Yeah. So um, your dad, that's. <clears throat> And did you get a car when you were 16? A
0: 1984 Ford Tempo.
1: Well $1,200 $1,200 Is that a good deal For a Ford Temple I don't Right know now I would part. say It's a terrible deal Okay But back then I thought I was doing okay <laughs> Okay So uh, your dad worked For the Road Commission Did your mom work What did your mom My mom, mom had
0: originally She had worked for The state of Illinois um, ah. She actually was like mm-hmm. She did punch cards For computers That's how Dating that You know when the wow. Computers literally Did punch cards And then um, She retired Or you know Quit and became A stay at home mom With my sister And then with me My mom I had a lot of health issues so when my mom was young she had a scarlet fever and she was actually mm-hmm. bedridden for nine months when she was in high school and nine months, nine months did she have to
1: retake a grade she
0: got to do it at home like they oh, brought okay. her everything and that gave her heart issues and they yep. actually told her she'd never have children mm-hmm. so they assumed they told her she couldn't have children because it had damaged everyone. she had two so yeah. you know
1: hey so she had a lot of health issues, and she she worked from home did was she um how did her and your dad get along? They got along very
0: well they were they I, it's funny to say meant for one another they were very much meant for one another. My mom was the boss my mom had my mom her entire life suffered from depression. Mm-hmm. that's no um was it diagnosed it was not di- yes, but not until I went to college okay. And all growing up, my mom just had anger issues, I would say. Like she was sad. It's funny. <laughs> we had a, t- so I had a very bad speech impediment when I was younger. Oh, okay. And I, up until like what I type? was seven, like, uh... I didn't pronounce things properly. Um, <laughs> I thought I was, but I I wasn't. So one of the things they told me to do or my parents was to get a tape recorder and to tape record me talking Uh and I would hear myself and it was like, oh, well, that's not what I think I'm saying. But Mrs. Jednick was my speech uh, Uh, teacher. Mrs. Okay. And uh, so I'll never forget. We got a speech, uh, a tape recorder and I still have it downstairs, the tape. And it's like both sides of just me talking. And so what they had me do was interview people. And so I'd interviewed my sister and I interviewed my dad and my grandparents. And I interviewed my mom. And that was like a turning point when I was a little older in my life. And I went back and I listened to it. Okay. And I'm like, so what do you do, mom? She's like, I'm a," obviously she's in a, a mood. She's like, I'm a goddamn slave. I cook and clean and I take care of you kids. And, you know, and my life sucks. And I'm like, oh, right, mom. Great. Now you're going to be interviewed by Mr. T. Literally. And I'm like, yeah. "I'm as a kid, I totally wasn't following it and was as in it a, normal though that your mom would yes like all, that the, all time. the time and so the other thing is you know she would get mad at someone my, my dad was not that way my dad was incredibly laid back nice the peacekeeper mm-hmm. and the thing that that my mom did that that bothered me and my sister we always talk about this is um if she got mad at someone she wouldn't speak but let's say she got mad at me because of something yeah she wouldn't speak to anyone in the house for days, like not a word. She'd make dinner. She'd do the things she's supposed to do. You know, if she's mad at my sister, I'd be like, mom, can I do something? She'd just walk away or just stare at you and not speak. And as a child, you're thinking like, what is going on? Like, you don't know what's going on. You don't, it doesn't, you know, and your dad's like, well, just, you know, avoid mom right now and don't talk to her. Would and she
1: maybe talked, do you think she taught your dad in private? I don't. I,
0: Probably you would have to, I would think, Yeah. but she was sick and we didn't know that. And I think she was too proud at the time to, to talk to someone about that, you know? And instead of doing that, she'd just get mad and she wouldn't speak to people for days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, four or five days at a time. I remember one time she hadn't spoke to us like in a week and, um, we were, (sighs) I don't know. My sister was still at home. I was probably like eight or seven or eight. Mm -hmm. I remember this. And um, she just got mad. And she was like, she was huffing and puffing and doing stuff around the house. And my aunt and uncle showed up out of the blue. Mm -hmm. Hi, how are you? And like, she was happy. And it was over with. And when they left, she was fine. And. And I just remember, like it was always like that. Just all of a sudden, she stopped. so she never
1: she, showed it to anybody besides no, uh, you guys.
0: No, 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 no one. No. So one. if
1: you were out, say at the grocery store, and maybe you—I mean, I used to run around at the grocery store, piss my mom mm-hmm. off. Would she not show it then? Uh, not so much, but I didn't do that because you didn't do that. You know what I mean? You knew the consequences. Of yeah, those
0: you know, and she was—you know—she was just a um. Yeah, she would take away things. You didn't get grounded. You know, in my house. Um, I was grounded one time in the entire time I grew up and I actually didn't do what they thought I had did and when I proved that I didn't do it, I got grounded. Like I don't even remember at this time like what it was. It was like this pity and my dad's like, You're not grounded, go, leave. I'm sure he caught hell for that, you know, yeah. because it was just like a pride thing for my mother.
1: So, uh, did you feel like Say when your mom was not talking for days on end, did you feel like it was your job to cheer her up? No, like the whole house was just depressed. You
0: know what I mean? So, you like when you're young, mm-hmm. you try to, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no. Uh, would you talk to your sister about it? Like, uh, I know there was an age gap, but so
0: I didn't until when my sister turned 18, she moved out immediately. And, uh, some weekends after that, she got an apartment and she lived in Springfield. Mm-hmm. I would go and stay with her. Mm -hmm. And she would talk to me about those things. The problem at that time is in your mind, your parents can do no wrong. She's 18 and I'm eight years old or nine at the time. You know, there's nine years difference Mm -hmm. with us. And she's like trying to talk to me about those things. I'm like, no, you're just trying to You're trying to stir shit. Yeah, you know, even at that time. And even until my twenties I I thought that a lot of times because you kinda put up guards for for people.
1: Or I did. What what would your sister what was she saying to you? Like the general message. Uh, You know, just like that's not healthy, you
0: know, and things like, you know, um, she shouldn't be treating us like that and dad should stand up for us. And he did in his own way, you know, but you're just you know you know, looking back at it, she was very upset and angry and got out as soon as she could, Yeah, you know, and just things like that. You know, you need to make sure you do this so that you don't turn out like mom, you know, things like
1: that. And as a kid, you're like, what are you talking about?
0: I don't want to hear. So that. then
1: where you've you're probably like your sister was the enemy to you. Right. In a way.
0: Right. For a long time, you know, and and then that's a hard thing to rationalize and realize, you know, or or to make amends with yeah
1: it's it's a really good point about parents right is that at least for me and it sounds like for you man it's like well it's my parents and they know all or or, and you know they're the adults and so that whatever they tell me whether it be uh you know you got to wash your hands before dinner or uh there was a talking snake in the garden of eden i'm all like yep Okay, because right. my parents said it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I dealt with my mom, um, uh, dealt with depression as well, and she spent some a brief amount of time in a home uh, for depression, and um, she, I can only remember a few times where she did the whole not talking thing, but mm. I remember how troubling it felt and like there's this pall over everything exactly it's like this wet blanket of anger
0: is over everything and so no one's doing anything you know like I said I grew up in the the country my mom was a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. when you woke up in the morning you went outside and you played and you didn't come back in yeah and that was because she didn't want you in the house. And you also probably, most of the time, yeah, you're like, get, didn't the, get want, the fuck out of here. You know, and, and she was there, but we didn't go places. She didn't take me places, mm-hmm. things like that. Like once a year, we would go shopping for clothes. And, and if I had been good, we would see a movie, you
1: know, and that was during you, the clothes shopping trip. Yeah, that was my treat How for the summer. How did you get so knowing you? And since I've known you, you've always been very pop culture. <laughs> funny uh so sensitive so how did you do that in in such a cloistered environment so um we live in the
0: middle of nowhere uh-huh. i told you and we, we got two things for free cable
1: uh-huh. and
0: newspapers because the newspapers would drop off in our barn the uh-huh. the stacks of papers for them to come get so we got one for free and then they buried through our property the cable so they ran it to us and a, a thank you we got cable television oh. in the middle of nowhere because they took it to um, Petersburg, the, t- the town, you know, uh-huh. down the road. And so I grew up watching USA up all night up and things like that, night. you know. Yep. And I, when I was sad, things like that, I would hide in my room. I had a television in my room, and I would just watch bad TV, you know what I mean, and escape. I think it was the best way to put it also living on a farm land you know in the middle of nowhere you don't have friends around you you right. can't go to your buddy's house cuz they don't there's no one there
1: i was going to ask you too um you know you make friends at school maybe you go over and hang out with a friend <clears throat> did you ever notice oh wait a minute this is different than my house uh, there, um, there's not this horrible pall over everything or no you know
0: when we would do things like that you know i had a well not so much because one of my good friends, his parents, were going through a horrible divorce growing up. And I always remember them fighting. and But you're a kid at that time. You're just like, that's life. Yay. yeah. You know what I mean? Did your parents so, fight?
1: Not a lot. No. They didn't really you're, fight. what well, you said early on is that your mom was the boss. Yeah.
0: And my dad would, would stand up things but they were very much a very good couple together you mm-hmm. know they didn't they other than the depression stuff the, they didn't have a lot
1: of things to to quarrel about they were they were very happy together didn't they stay married yes and so yes. you said that you didn't get grounded you got things taken away was there any other way that you were punished
0: my mom uh, very much spankings you know hitting uh-huh. if she had something and i think this is more of a reflex uh-huh. she got mad she'd throw it She'd throw something at you—a pan, uh, anything—a pan—and um, that was thrown at my sister one time. Okay, and my mom didn't spank you with your hand; uh-huh. she spanked you with a paddle. Yeah, and this is come—I don't want to. This was not abuse, you know what I mean? It wasn't like I didn't just get beat all the time, but if you did something, but the sick thing of this to me was so. So we would. She had a paddle. Uh And if you were going, if you did something that she deemed you needed to be spanked, you had to go get it. Uh, Like a ritual. She would decorate it. What do you mean decorate it? She'd get markers out. You'd come in. She's coloring on the paddle. Hope you're not bad today because I'm not in the mood. So I have it downstairs. You still have the paddle? I have it. I kept it. And it's got like, yeah, just drawings and coloring, you
1: know, and uh things like that that's got to be wrong in some way so wait so you would come into the room and your mom would already uh, it's just a normal day and she'd be coloring on the paddle yeah because
0: she's like in a bad mood and she's like today's not the day you know what i mean you're getting up you're like hi mom morning you know yeah
1: yeah yeah what uh did you live in fear of that paddle
0: very much so yeah especially going and getting it and you know how like you you're you're like no, no, and a lot of times, you know, you don't. You're a kid who knows, mm-hmm. but you don't feel like you deserve it. But you're still gonna go get it, you know, and you gotta yeah, it's do your it.
1: Parents tell you to do it. That's you're do it. like psychological terror. Yeah, you know. Um, my dad told me that he, when he was a kid, would be forced to choose the switch. Yeah, pull him off a tree. tree. Yeah, yep. yeah. You know, so. Uh, okay, so did how, how, how old were you when that stopped? The never, pedal?
0: I mean even in high school, I didn't really get you know uh, That pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you an age, but by my teen years I no longer got you know spankings okay. or anything like that, yep. but um so Okay.
1: So living out there in the middle of nowhere, and I guess we'll say a, a, a challenging household, uh, and you said you kind of would hide in your room and retreat, do you think that you had a, a depression of I, sorts? Very much so. So I um, I knew I was
0: sad. I knew things were going on. I actually didn't talk to a doctor about it until um, after college. After college, okay. Yeah. And I knew that I was things weren't right you know i was sad i i my thing i would hold on to anger i not so much anger i wouldn't be angry i would think about things like if something happened if you wronged me uh-huh. i would never let it go doesn't mean i would do it to you i'd replay it in my mind over and over and over again you know like this person you know did this to me i i can't trust them. i can't trust them. it's finally i went and i talked to um a doctor and we and he he wasn't a therapist, but we talked and I actually was put on Lexapro at that time.
1: Oh, okay. How old and were you at this time?
0: Probably like twenty three, it was right after college. Uh-huh. And it made a world of difference. Okay. And then I decided, wow, I feel great. I don't need to be on that anymore.
1: Yeah. Aha. Aha. aha, aha, aha. Mm-hmm. I've done that many times. And
0: then you like you like you have a few months of good and then you crash down, you know? And and so he he was my doctor, and um, he retired, you know, this, uh-huh. re- so I went to another doctor. He actually said, Lux is an old person drug. We need to try something else on you. And I had Prozac and uh-huh. Effexor, and uh-huh. Effexor makes me violently nauseous with any movement.
1: That, that has a lot of side effects.
0: Like, if I would get in a car mm-hmm. and it moved, whether I was driving anyone, I would feel like I... Motion sickness, mm-hmm. and I had to get off of it immediately. Pros, the only thing that Did you ever I ever th- throw up in your truck. No, I didn't. No, some, that, I mean, I can't even imagine throwing up in a
1: truck. No, it, it's it only a. Really you would know anything about that, that would you? Fucker would do that. Naked juice, naked juice, orange naked juice. That's right, everywhere in Brent's very nice truck. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Okay, so you were on a faxer. You had to get off of that.
0: Yeah, and then finally I, I told this guy that had told me this stuff. I I, I I didn't like it when he said that, and he just felt like he was throwing drugs at me. Uh-huh. So I left, and I went to another doctor who was my doctor until I moved up here. And uh-huh. In fact, she was—I um, I went to her for a while after that. She was great, and she, you know— would talk to me and we'd do it through everything. We got back on Lexapro and I've been on it for years and years and years. Are you still more. on it?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, daily. Yep. Yeah. uh I have a lot of people close to me who take Lexapro. That's mm-hmm. one I've never tried. It's a lower, it just keeps you even keel. Yeah. And, you know, I, that
0: was my problem is I would go where i did this not just that one time even on the lexapro i go i don't i i feel fine why do i need this and all of a sudden i i married my wife and everything's great and so you quit taking it and then you you know you're a little while into it and she's like what's going on and you're angry all the time about stupid crap and you forget and you go oh
1: yeah wait i i quit taking this and i'm back to bad yeah, yeah. The, the the argument that my therapist has made to me and many people have made to me is well if you're on blood pressure blood pressure medicine would you just stop taking it and i'd be like well this is different but you don't know me yeah. you don't know my life <laughs> I tell you what, a lot of people probably would. Sadly enough, (laughs) yeah. Uh, So I, I have tried going off it, but I've made the, um, I've accepted that I'm going to be on something for the rest of my life. I don't see any way around
0: it. (laughs) Well, I'm on two things, two pills a day. Uh, lexpro and a blood pressure medicine (laughs) do you have have you always had blood uh, is that in your family no uh it's not and i i didn't really get high blood pressure and i'm heavy but it it never was a factor until i had all those issues with my gallbladder um i had so my gallbladder died Mm -hmm. which i didn't even know was a thing and it it ruptured and i had sepsis and it messed up yeah so i was on uh, you know Oral and injectable steroids for over a year because uh-huh. it messed up all my my just everything. Yeah, you know, and I was fighting infection for months and months and months. I was going in and getting IV antibiotics, and then after that, I've had high blood pressure. When I went in, that I never had blood pressure issues, and I went into the hospital when I was it had ripped open. We didn't realize uh-huh. it. My blood pressure was two something over like like 190 something. It was terrible And so they thought I was having a heart attack at first uh-huh. when I was in in septic shock But and then since then I've had issues so they don't think I'll have to be on it forever uh-huh. But um, and I'm not super high. I'm like 140s or 150s, you know, uh-huh. and it's coming down.
1: Oh, that's good. That's good Yeah, um, well, I want to ask you um, Going back to what you said you said I, uh, I, I would replay things in my mind. Would you find? a certain satisfaction when you would replay them over and over and would you like I think I was
0: satisfied being depressed.
1: You liked being depressed? I, I liked the comfort of it? That sounds so weird to say. Sure. I think
0: I felt satisfaction in giving myself a reason for being depressed other than just saying, "Oh, you're you're sick or you have depression or this and then the other." Well, they'd wrong me so I should be you know what i mean uh, wrong is the wrong sombi- thing to
1: say it's but somebody else's fault it's it's exactly, not it's not, not, not my cause everyone and, e- should feel this way if yeah. this has happened to you. you ever heard that saying like if you're surrounded well not to quote spacefalls, but if you're surrounded by assholes maybe you're the asshole right yeah. Right. uh which is not to say that you're an asshole no uh, i know but you're exactly right like
0: you know god forbid you know it's um you know it's probably a woman's fault said uh the great scholar.
1: Jimmy Buffett? Yep. Okay. <laughs>
0: you know, and uh, that's what, you know, not only, I, I don't mean that I only use that relationship. That's just for everything
1: in my life, you know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's easier to blame others than yourself. Did you, for years after, even though when your, your sister first brought it up to you about your mom and you were very resistant to it, Did you ever have a lot of residual anger at your mom for for the way that she behaved? I
0: did. I did for a lot of time. And I didn't really forgive her. And she's passed. And I don't think I really forgave her until after she passed. But I was loving with her, you know, and I didn't take it out on her. But it took a long time for me to come to terms with things.
1: Okay. And when you were an adult, did she treat you differently? So I told you. So she when i went to college yeah
0: got went to a doctor and got diagnosed with depression did they medicate her yes okay and she became a completely different person the mother that i had always wanted to have uh-huh caring and thoughtful and i think that i resented her a little bit for spending all those years refusing to get help refusing to talk to someone because i know my father had talked to her about things like that like you know you're this isn't right we should talk to someone Uh things like that and she refused and so i was happy because she was a happy person for the first time really in my life yeah um she had you know my mom had been thin her entire life and then she had gotten sick in the last you know years and you know the last i don't know 15 years of her life she was heavier she'd been on um, on a Predazone and things mm-hmm. like that and she'd gained a lot of weight never mm-hmm. lost it she so she had body um, issues and things like that and she just you know all this stuff manifested into anger you know and then all of a sudden one of these days boom she's happy and i think i resented that to an extent if that yeah. makes any sense well
1: do you know what drove her to finally
0: get help I imagine us being out of the house and my dad just made an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm yeah. guessing she had made um, uh, my sister didn't know that she was medicated. She, ne- you know, we were talking about this recently and she goes, I didn't know that, you know, and think she, I guess they thought that she had just changed, you know? And I was like, yeah, because I talked about those things. I talked about it with her when I, when I went to mm-hmm. to the doctor, that was one of the reasons for me going. Her telling me it's okay and all these things, uh, you know. And so, did you feel
1: shame about it before that? Absolutely, like, yeah.
0: Something's wrong with me. Would I? It's like, but do you feel shame if you need to take, you know, a medicine? Any other medicine? No, but for these things, you do. Yeah, society. Society says, has told us that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Okay. So that's really great news about. Uh, so it was after you went to college, your mother got help, and then she became a totally different person. Um, and uh, did um, did you ever have a conversation uh, later in life with your sister about kind of those conversations she tried to have with you when she left the house?
0: Yeah, so we had, there was two incidents that pushed me over with my mom, like to where like I almost walked away, and then these are the ones that I really talked about with my sister. So I had a cousin. This is a crazy story. It's just a real quick one. So my cousin, um, was pregnant, and she they were they were going to uh, induce. So you know they do a C section, and on this date, she goes in and has a very close, very close cousin. She goes in to have the C-section and there's a successful birth, everything. They send her home after the normal time. She doesn't feel good. And they take her back to the hospital and she had developed a, a, a blood clot and she died. And they figured, unfortunately they thought that it was due to the, too much of the, the medication but, of course, the autopsy was inconclusive. So, anyway, on top of that, so her husband is a brand, a brand new baby. He goes to the hospital. His wife dies. He goes home, and his house is in flames on fire. His house burned down. What? Can you even imagine? No. So, my mom didn't tell me. Uh, and this is someone very close and my, a girl that I went to, so this is my cousin, you know, a girl that I worked uh-huh. with who was from Springfield in college. She, she worked with me. Her mom saw in the paper. Her mom called her and she called me uh-huh. and told me, and I was devastated, you know, just very upset. You know, how could you not tell me this? So then my grandfather had been sick and, um, I had came home and saw him. And yeah, not in the hospital, but he'd been sick, you know. And I I went back to college. And Tanya, my sister, calls me and says, Grandpa died. I'm like, oh my, or she says something about Grandpa dying. I'm like, what? Gr- what? And she's like, like, two days ago. What? My mom hadn't called and told me.
1: Was this your mother's father? My
0: mother's father. So I called her, and I'm like, why do you tell me? She goes... My father died. Can't you have a little bit of uh, respect for me? And what do you say to that? I,
1: I don't know what to say to that because that's completely unfair.
0: And I was just like, okay, that's fine. That's two literally deaths of people close to me that they hadn't even cared to tell me. Like... I didn't know how to take those I did not know how to take it you know and it would have been my father later was like he's like she was calling everyone I thought she called you you know what I mean because I kind of pushed back on him
1: later like why didn't
0: yeah you know. and you know and so we talked about those things my sister and I afterwards trying to figure out
1: you know, Jesus you know like <laughs> did, did she tell your sister yeah But did not tell you. Did Did you ever find out why? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I do not know. Um, But so that was one of the few things where you're like, I can't do this anymore. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and you don't want to, like, sever ties
0: with people. But I tell you what, man, you know. That was one of the things when you're in college. At that time, I'm like a senior in college, and I'm like, when I'm moving back, I'm I'm getting my own place. There's no way I'd even think about even moving back with them for any time, you know, because of things like that. Yeah, you know, and that's hard to deal with. It's hard to cope with.
1: Yeah, Jesus. You're
0: supposed to, you know, you you feel like you'd be the first. Like, oh my god, grandpa died. You that's know, how and you family call works.
1: And should. Yeah. Should. Uh. Well. Let me just ask you one more question, then I think we're going to take a little break. Um, Did you guys ever reconcile about that? Or did you just kind of accept it and move on? No,
0: she was unwilling to admit she did anything wrong, and I was in the wrong for caring about either of those. So even when I brought him up later, there was no, you don't don't bring that up.
1: So you just had to accept that. Mm -hmm. That's a hard fucking thing to do. Sure is. Swallow uh, it and move on. Yeah. Cause... I can see that it's still pretty.
0: Yeah, cool it was a little you. bit of a yeah, yeah, yeah they really bothered me. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> well on that note speaking of dwelling. <laughs> uh, let's let's you know what, let's just take a little break because that's a lot of information. So thanks for sharing that, Brent. Of let's course. take a break and then we're gonna get into some other stuff uh, when we come back here on sad times.
0: You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys gotta do pu- don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started for Larry Limited Time. Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off. How much? 50 percent. Visit Rosetta Stone.
2: Personal request from me, but while you look for a good one, let me tell you about something near and dear to mine, Brent's hearts. Your dog's health. You may have noticed lots of dogs suffering from health issues these days: joints, odors. It's not good. Actress Katherine Heigl noticed these issues too, and after a ton of research, there was one place she found we can look to support any dog's health: their food. So she created Superfood Complete, food for your four-legged friend that's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet, including several superfoods vital to your dog's health. Her company, Badlands Ranch, also supports the Jason Debus Heigel Foundation, which has helped rescue thousands of dogs and place them in loving homes. Now, I know Brent has used Superfood Complete with his lovable meatballs, and they absolutely love it. He said it's easy to prepare, both his guys grow crazy for it, and he loves knowing what he's giving them as healthy and full of ingredients that are actually beneficial to his little scallions. You can try it for yourself by going to badlandsranch.com hysteria and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S com slash hysteria today.
1: You know, Brent, I didn't think that was um, sad enough. So I want to talk to you about some more sad shit. I'm um, so...
0: Here, let me get ready. I got yeah. my,
1: my... my um. Self-medication here. Here we go. It's actually a diamond. Yeah, Yeah, a diamond, dude. Hey, (laughs) that shit runs in Brent's veins. It does. It does. Um, So, uh, yeah, I have to ask you, um, parents and growing up and loneliness and depression and a mother who maybe doesn't deal with things in the the Mm -hmm. healthiest of way, um, how did you do in relationships?
0: You know, I've had... (laughs)
1: I always haven't had the 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 best of, of
0: luck and love. I've had a lot of relationships, you know, through the years. I never was the guy to jump into a relationship and then like two or three weeks later, they're like, oh, that didn't work out and you move on. I was more like a year is a, a short relationship uh-huh. kind of thing and a lot of non-starters. Now, my wife and I are great you know it's funny we always joke about how the only arguments we have are about other people like their arguments like you get around (laughs) people that are having arguments like oh man I felt you know terrible for so-and-so and I felt terrible for so-and-so and And we're like we're we're going back and forth like wow we're we're arguing about them you know what I mean Uh insert you know whatever but it, (laughs) it was a long road to find that you know and I, I dated a girl through college and she had a, you know, for a lot of college, she had a child, you know, when we started dating, she had a a, a six month old and wow. Yeah. And I dated her for the first couple of years of college. So before you knew me uh-huh. and, um, you know, so I had a lot of college was, was that, you know, and, 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 having, Did you help raise the kid? Absolutely. You know, for the first Wow, we lived together in college and uh at at SIU Carbondale. Yeah. Uh Absolutely. Okay. And then, you know, you get out of college and you you start. Um we had a lot of mutual friends, you know, in college. And (laughs) we've talked about this before, but one of our buddies, he calls me, he's needing a job. Uh Uh-huh. And um his name is Mark, and I'm like, Well, I work for this company, and I think you could probably get on. He's like, Well, that'd be great. And at the time he was living out of state.
1: So Out of, he, he was not in
0: Illinois? Not at all. Okay. Um, I believe he was in Missouri at the time. That might not be right. But anyway, um not long after college. You know, we'd been friends in college. He calls, you mm-hmm. know, and and he gets on at US uh, US cellular, it doesn't matter, I guess it doesn't matter saying it. And uh he gets on and so we're working and, and not long after he's he's my boss. You know, not too he was long your after boss. that, he actually became my boss in a roundabout way. So I actually answered to someone else, but he was at the location I was at. So I had like two bosses that were, I, it's a weird situation okay. to work there because I, I wasn't in sales or, or anything like that. Uh-huh. And uh, my girlfriend applied at US S- Cellular, yeah. yeah, and she gets hired. And How long had you been together when she got hired? Six months, let's Six say. Months. Okay. You know, we were together over uh, the two years, let's say. Okay. And after a while, um, she had car issues. She, like, blew her head gasket or radiator, all this stuff. And so she's going to be closing. And so I'm picking her up every night and taking her to her house. We didn't live together or anything like that. Mark, being the wonderful, nice guy he was, was like, well, why don't we i can close or open or do whatever shift uh-huh. she's not that far from me i'll just drive her home and i was like whoa you would really do that and he's like yeah you i mean there's no reason to drive across town do all this i'm like great well can i ask you, just to clarify yeah, absolutely. Was, was mark in a relationship at this time? mark is married with at that time i believe one child okay maybe two okay i'm trying to think back on the timeline, okay, but yeah. So, so he's married. married. Okay. He got married uh, in college, and I remember that. Yep, and mm-hmm. then um, they had a a, a relationship. Uh, as soon as they got to Springfield, they had like a real wedding. I say a real wedding, like they got married. You uh-huh. know, and uh, I was his best man in his wedding. Oh, I didn't. Okay, yep, I was his best man. Yeah, and good friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, little do I know. So I am having issues with. Uh, this girl, and we end up breaking up. And a friend of mine that that knew her calls me and says, hey, I don't want to alarm you or anything like that, but I am at the mall, and I saw your ex-girlfriend, Trisha shopping at the maternity store. And I'm like, Whoa, what? You know, she's like, oh at the maternity store. I don't store. want to
1: alarm you, but my yeah. goodness.
0: And, like, you're, you're trying to do the math yeah. in your head, and mm-hmm. we had not been together, and we had had issues we weren't being physical at all towards the end so in my mind i'm like oh, man i don't know So, so you were
2: kind of
1: like roommates right did we, you feel well, well i don't no, know we weren't lived we each weren't other, no, 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 no 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 but you were just like friends it was it was that type of relationship where the that goes away yeah but did she you, still worked at my my work you know so you we're feel, broke up and she can i ask if you felt guilty about that about her being pregnant no 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 i'm sorry about uh the end of your relationship where you weren't physical anymore no, I, I didn't feel guilty, you know, about that. I,
0: she was, I had feelings that she was being unfaithful. Mm. And so those were my choices to not be physical or anything like that. Gotcha. Okay. So the first thing I do, you hear this is you go to your, your, your best friend, you know, and you know, I, I go to Mark and I say, listen, um, I just got a call from this girl. Uh, she saw yesterday at the time, uh, Now, my girlfriend, my ex, was working that day at the store where I was at. I go in to talk to Mark, and I say, I think Trish is pregnant. And I'm trying to do the math in my mind. I I don't think it works out. I go, I have to talk to her. I have to have a a paternity test. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, Oh, and he's like really jarred, really jarred. I'm like, like this is just between us, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I walk out. He immediately calls her in to his office, and they leave together for the day. And I'm like, Ugh. I don't want to like drag this out forever. Long story short, he was having an affair with her. it, Did it was, start on those rides home? It started on those rides home.
1: Yeah.
0: It was his child. And when I found out, he tried to get me fired from the company, my friend um he told them that i was uh not doing my job and all this stuff what saved me was him and her were emailing back and forth and printing the emails on company computer head and yeah. i had sent her out of work stuff that was like hey this is nothing to do with work I I I'm going to I want to do a paternity test. I hope you're going to say okay. If not, I you know I'll have to do whatever legal things. If you know, if I I'm sure this is not my child, but if it is, I will 100 percent be in you know right. there for everything. She printed that, and they were showing people at work making
1: fun of me. They were making fun of you. Yes. At work? How well, did the, you find that out? People. The on-
0: people at work told me because yeah. they're like, I think that they think we're not on their they're on their side or something. So it was really weird. So, immediately at this exact same time, we get a call about money missing.
1: And when, when you say we, do you mean your family, the company. The, the company? Okay, the company does well.
0: So I told you, Mark wasn't—he was my boss, but not really. So you can't touch employee accounts unless you're a manager uh-huh. or me or him. Uh-huh. So they're like, "Well, you look into this." He was embezzling money from our company. I don't know if he was giving it to his wife. I don't know if he was giving it to her. Thousands and thousands. He was like negating payments that were cash and giving credits and then pocketing the cash. And what had happened was he had put a few onto like the wrong account. So people's um, people had the receipts, Uh but there was nothing. There was nothing in there. It had been canceled the payment. And then the credit was applied. So he gets fired from the company and um at this point are you guys speaking at this point i, I had when he gets fired like i wasn't a hundred percent i didn't know for sure we hadn't found you know i hadn't had the conversation saying you did this you did this we never did we never did He about, immediately moved mean about away. The,
1: the affair You've he immediately moved away he
0: never spoke to me again As soon as he left the company and I didn't like I didn't find this stuff, you know, like I'm not the one who turned him in for embezzling or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, that was out of my hands. They just had me pull up paperwork and I'm as I'm looking at it, handing it over to like the district manager. I'm like, "Um,
1: mm, that's not really making sense. And sorry. And at this point, you hadn't talked to him about it. But did you know about the affair?
0: Yeah. So I I knew I knew I found. uh, Yeah. So I found out and I went to her and I said, listen, you know, I'm. I need to have a paternity test. Can you tell me how far along you are? And she actually said, that falls under the umbrella of none of your fucking business. And I was like, wow, wow. I didn't do this girl wrong. We, you know, or anything like that. I didn't do, you know what I mean? So it was a real rough, you know, my, my, who at the time I thought was my best friend has an affair on his wife with my girlfriend, gets her pregnant. Then he just leaves. Do we know for sure that it's his kid? Absolutely. So yes. Yeah, so they had a paternity test, and um, it is his child. Yes. Does his wife? Well, I don't want to go too. Far I down don't this know. Road. I'm sure she does. She has to. Yeah. And then I know that he's he's he has nothing to do with the child. He's and Sainal writes over to her now husband.
1: Got it. Okay. So, and you never had a chance to talk to him about this. Nope. Does it still? Nope. Don't want to. Don't want to talk to him. No, I have nothing
0: to say to him, you know, for whatever reason, people do things. I'm more upset that he abandoned his child than him doing that to me. You know what I mean? I think that bothers me more because I've seen guys do horrible things and get caught in the heat of the moment. The, 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 printing up emails i'd sent which it's funny because the emails i sent were like polite and nice mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. i'm like and they they had had them at you know hr had the emails you know afterwards and i'm like yeah i wrote those They're like oh well this is done on your own time and it's well worded i don't exactly understand why did they try to use those against you he did i think they were going to try to get me fired oh was the thought process and uh-huh. he was trying to turn people against me i don't i don't know because it all he he shot the crap on that when he embezzled all that money and got caught. So, wow. And yeah. how long ago was this? So this would have been in the, like mm, 0708. Okay. You know, it's 12 13 you, you know about 12 in there. years ago. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, uh, wow. Um after that mm-hmm. whole ordeal, did you like did you have a what 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 became of your relationship life I mean was it hard for you to trust people yeah it was and so then I you know I'd had a couple bad
0: relationships like that and um, nothing like keeping on that whole uh, talking of of um, dating people from work so pre her and post her you know I had met this other girl from my work Um, she got hired I I met her she was a friend of a friend I knew her beforehand okay okay and she was a lesbian. Okay, so she, you know, she was a lesbian. She was out. Yeah, that's as, how she
1: identified. She grew yeah. up in
0: a household with lesbians. Your her parent, her mother was a lesbian. Okay, married. Uh, her mother died when she was young. She was actually raised by her mother's partner. Oh, oh you know? Okay, and um, one of those things. And so then I would go to the gym, and she was at the gym. So then we're like, like workout buddies, and so uh-huh. she's, she's very pretty, very gorgeous girl. And then we're like, well, let's have some drinks after the gym. And then that leads to us having sex. And then it turns into, well, this is just a physical relationship. And I don't, uh, you know, I don't know why I'm even doing this. This is her saying this. Yeah. But um, you, know, as long as you don't catch feelings, you know, it's fine. Because I've never done anything like this before, she said. And I'm like, yeah. And then six months later, she tells me she's in love with me. I like this girl a lot. I like so her a lot. Were you reciprocating that? Or yes. did you want to reciprocate? Yes. That? And so we started dating. This is pre that last relationship. And then um so she, <laughs> she had to have like a medical procedure done. And she went into the hospital. And one of the things they say is Are you pregnant or could you be pregnant? And she said, I'm a lesbian. And they said, Okay. And she actually was pregnant and had a miscarriage because of the medical procedure. Yeah, so she had a um, she had her gallbladder actually removed. And What's with it, you and gallbladder? I don't know, man. Don't yeah. get near me.
1: I'd, well, shit. <laughs> yeah, you could have yeah. told me that before. I was sitting <laughs> right across from you. Um, um, it, wait. Okay, so she had her gallbladder removed, and because of that, it she had a miscarriage, and you had obviously no idea. She I was had no pregnant. idea, none. She called and told me.
0: And then disappeared. So she had no longer. Okay, let me rephrase this. She was no longer working. She had left the company. And she was working elsewhere. She quits her job and moved to St. Louis. Like, tells me, I had a miscarriage. I'm so sorry I've done this. I can't see you. And left.
1: How did you feel when you found out that she had been pregnant (laughs) with your child? Like, destroyed. Destroyed. Um...
0: I didn't, you don't even have time to process anything and then it's already taken from you. You know what I mean? It's not like she had a, it hurt a lot too because it's not like she went and had an abortion, which that of course would have been her right, but she just said, no, there's no way I could be pregnant. I'm a lesbian. Was she in that
1: much, well, uh, I don't want to speak for her, but do you, would you, it sounds like she was in a lot of denial because at first when you so had, the we rhythm-
0: had very long conversations about that because she was in denial of her feelings for me. And she actually said, I don't, I don't, sh- I, people are lesbian, I believe from birth or gay or bisexual. And I think that was her, but it was expected of her to be a lesbian. <clears throat> and so yeah. she hid me from family and things like that and it was very unhealthy for her. I was very unhealthy for her. I think we cared about each other a lot, uh-huh. and, but it was unhealthy for her because certain expectations were put on her that she wasn't ready
1: to be a part of, you know what I mean, or, or to be open about. Do you think that, um, what, were you just trying to be wait for her to come around? I thought I'd wait it out and wait because uh-huh. I have really
0: cared about her. Mm-hmm. And then like, and so i told you she moved away. She ends up yep. moving back. We reached out to one another and then it starts over again. And, and this is and it, after the relationship we just mm-hmm. talked about, right? And then she's dating Simon, uh-huh. but we're still, you know, seeing each other a woman or a man, a woman. Okay. I, I was the only guy I, that I know that she, she had dated or had been like that with, I'm not, uh-huh. I'm sure I'm not the only person she'd ever been with man wise, yeah. but, but you know what I mean? Enough to where when I was started dating Lisa, uh, Lisa would be at my house without me. I'd be working and I would tell her, I can almost guarantee you that one of these days a girl is going to show up at the door asking for me, no matter what she says. It's not true. Like she might say, like, we're in love or something like that, you know, because she had done that before. And I go, what do you mean? Done that before? Like with a girlfriend? Shown up. Yeah. 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 Or told me. Be- yeah. Like she'd leave my life and then come back into my life. You know and and leave and I finally I told her I told her I go I can't do this anymore uh-huh. I don't want any part of this because we're bad for each other and you are killing the emotion I'd start a relationship and she'd show up you know what I mean Had,
1: so she would like find out you're in a relationship I think so did you guys ever talk about the miscarriage other than her telling you yes yeah and you know
0: I I mean we talked about it and how big of a mistake and how much she regretted it and but it's over and it happened and what do you do you know what I Uh mean I think that was her way of dealing with it Uh but she also ran away and moved away obviously how long was she
1: gone less than a year and did you guys talk while she was gone not once not once when I saw her actually it was at
0: like a street festival like a a concert in Springfield I didn't know she was back
1: okay yeah was she looking for you no no okay um wow so did she show up when you started dating her now why never seen her since that last time when i told her i was done she she listened
0: and that's good that's good it's good for all of us you know what i mean and you know i didn't want to have to tell her again to go away you know what i mean um no one wants to hear that
1: (laughs) uh wow okay so oh jesus brent Uh, (laughs) uh <laughs> it's a lot to unpack i told you i have a lot to unpack yeah there's a lot to unpack here so this so the what what year did you start dating lisa your wife
0: around well, I, 2010 i okay. don't
1: we you know we started i know talking. you were friendly <laughs> from college on right
0: we've known each other for 21 years yeah um i met her you know we, real quick, it was funny, We were, um, she was married previously, and she was supposed to be, her and her husband were going to come down, we were doing a little reunion in Carbondale, mm-hmm. and uh, she didn't come, and I was like, what the hell, you know, you had helped plan it, uh, this was like a week or two after, she was, yeah, um... I'm getting divorced, so that kind of came up, and I couldn't come down. I'm like, well, that's a pretty good re- yeah, that's reason pretty good. why, yeah, yeah. And so that's how
1: we actually started talking. And I don't know, maybe I'm an opportunivore or whatever.
0: But I'm like, oh, because I'd always, always liked her.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the reason I asked, you had said earlier in the episode that um, your mom has since passed away. When did when did your mom pass away? My
0: mom. Uh, so my mom passed in 2009 early uh, 2009 but she had had so my mom had a syndrome called Lynch syndrome and is that like it a is a, peaks thing? It's a yes it's a uh, it's a genetic uh, disorder that causes you're gonna have cancer if you have Lynch syndrome, and instead of having you know what whatever percentage chance women have for breast and colon and everything, it's in like the 80s and 90s the percent chance if you have Jesus. Lynch syndrome. You have to get genetically tested. My sister and I did. We were both negative. Luckily, oh, that's because so, we can't pass it now. Yeah, very lucky. Good news. But she had um, breast and colon, and I mean. If it's a cancer you can get you can have it. And she ended up uh passing of a brain tumor. But the difference with Lynch syndrome, it's not like the breast cancer going to other places each of them was its individual
1: cancer it, was its own, it wasn't a spread so the
0: brain tumor was a brain tumor itself
1: the every one of them is their own they d- they didn't spread so she would have been well close to if my math checks out like 69 70 no she would have been so she was younger
0: she, she was in her in her early 60s so and my dad so my dad was born in 42 uh, and she okay. was born in 47 so she'd been 61
1: 61 okay, yeah. so your dad was five years older. Yeah, um, how you know at that time you guys were on good terms you and your mom Yes, very good. And so you know, I had been going
0: there and seeing her and my grandmother had been sick Actually, and so her and her dad her and my dad moved her in and then she into their house to help take care of her Because she'd lived over an hour away and then she would passed and then my mom got sick my mom I actually, you know, in college, my mom, I had taken a semester off college to go home because my mom was so sick then, you know, she had just had cancer. What year of college? Uh, It would have been my first semester junior year. Okay, and I stayed. I still had a house there, but uh-huh. I was going home constantly, and I took it off, and I was working, you know, because I didn't know what was going to happen.
1: You know what I mean? Did and you take care of? Were you taking helping take care of? Trying to,
0: we were trying to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, you know. It's just it. It was, was your
1: sister around too? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: At that time, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. Or at that time, my sister was always around. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yes, you know, and so my mom, you know, she just struggled being sick, and pretty much from then on, she was finding cancer you know, of one point or another. She went through so many rounds of chemo and radiation and mastectomies and you know, everything you can do. How did she deal with it with,
1: when did she know she had Lynch syndrome?
0: Not until she had developed the cancer. I don't know exactly when, but I, you know, we had like a family meeting Uh to where you guys need to get tested. I immediately got tested. Yeah. And um, my sister waited a while. She didn't know if she wanted to know. That's um, fair I mean, yeah, you know, that. I can see both sides I remember I was actually having dinner at my parents house and they called me with the news uh-huh. the, the to Tell me that I was negative. And I remember my well, mom cried like she, she was so happy. You know what I mean? So my mom's family she was she was one of six They all died like we had a sister at 33 a sister at forty One I want to say they all died of cancer all of them, you know another brother that died in his late 50s i mean they all died young her father had cancer her mother is the only one who didn't um,
1: but lo- it sounds like i don't know how fucking genetics works but it sounds like whatever they all this had, is, it, i'm it sure her father had lynch Dad syndrome and not, yeah and her father had lynch syndrome and then all the
0: children probably but one had lynch syndrome
1: uh, did she die at home? Your mom
0: died at home, or she in died? Um, so they moved her into a a hospice facility, mm-hmm. and um, it, 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 it's rough watching someone with a brain tumor because they 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 go, but they're not all. You know, you think they're just in a coma, and then they might say something, or or you know, we're having a conversation, and she. Pop in with a word or something like that, you know. And it's a it's a like she word, would
1: be right. in the bed, and mm-hmm. you would be maybe talk to your sister, and right. then she'd be like, "Say something."
0: Yep, you know. And she might not have said anything for a couple of days. Was she you know, at that point?
1: Was she at peace with it? Very much so. Very much so. And how was your dad dealing with it?
0: You know what? He dealt with it very well, and um, they had been so close that we very much worried about him. And you you hear about a lot of people that they lose their spouse, and yeah. six months later, they're mm-hmm. dead. But he he made peace with it, and um, my dad has since passed as well. But for the rest of his life, you know, he you know, my dad would have been that one who would never have dated. If my dad uh-huh. had lived another fifty years, that was his wife, and yeah. he would never even
1: thought of it. You and know? I, yeah, so um, wow, okay, so he he when did he die?
0: Uh, My father died in 2016, so my father actually, uh, he got lung cancer. And then that spread to his, by the time they found out, it it spread to his brain and he died of a, of a brain tumor as well. Was he a smoker? Uh, when up? he was young, he, he smoked when he was young. He also worked road construction forever and he oh. sucked all that dirt and dust yeah. and everything in. Um, so he had breathing issues his whole life. Uh-huh. Um, and I know the doctor said it was just like the two worst things you could do, even though he quit when he was young of smoking younger, you know, it, it had done its. Do
1: you remember him smoking no, he would have quit by the time he um, was born.
0: I barely remember. I think when he was very when I was very young he'd smoke but not on and off, but no. Did your mama
2: smoker? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. But she she um she didn't have lung cancer.
1: You know, that was the you know, or not from not from from not that. Not from that. Yeah. It's from mm-hmm. the Lynch syndrome. So your dad you had said that he worked for um, his Her brother. Township. He was my bro- His brother was the road commissioner. Road commissioner. So he worked mm-hmm. on the road. Now was he living in the middle of, not to be pejorative, but living in the middle of nowhere? Uh, was he an outdoorsy type guy? So
0: yeah, very much so. So my father's dream in life was to move to Alaska, Alaska. Yeah, and to be that like that's what he wanted to do. Uh-huh. And in 1986, he was actually working on our house. We had a deck over the garage. The house was built into the a hill. And um, in '86, a board snapped. He fell and broke his back and was paralyzed. Um, he spent paralyzed where from waist down, the mid chest down. Um, the he could use his his arms uh-huh. and head and neck and everything. Luckily, months and months of of rehabilitation and everything, he learned to walk again. You know, years later, he was. They told him he'd never walk. He'd be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. He never really had feeling from his waist down other than pain that they have from like the nerves that are are dead. I remember like he'd always, you know, when you get into like say he was going to take a bath because he couldn't stand to take a shower, they would always say like even later, you know, you had problems walking long distances or standing for a long time. You know, always put your hand in there because you could literally boil your yeah. yourself and not not realize it. Yeah, make sure. Wow. So that but he still worked for On the roads yeah, dri- driving equipment and things uh-huh. like that, but also working outside as much as he could after he got, you know, to walking again. which is a a tough thing when you're a kid. You know, I'm seven years old, and they say your dad's never going to walk again. How much respect do you have for your father? A lot, a lot, and he provided for the whole family always. I was very close. So my dad in 2014 he was diagnosed with cancer, and Lisa made a huge um sacrifice which was i quit my job and i split duty between here and there helping take care of him instead of him going into like a a hospice facility my sister would go down there and i would and i pretty much spent the last two years of my dad's life with him
1: how um did you guys form a different relationship because very close
0: very close you know and just you know very much became friends you know
1: other than just father and son was it the classic with you Just knowing you uh, A lot of the joking My I father was so. very
0: much The same sense of humor I have oh, okay. And making jokes My mother was too They were both jokers And and, and you know He made fun of himself Having cancer mm-hmm. And fun of himself Being in a wheelchair And Did nothing he, was off limits In that way with him Would he
1: know? talk about your mom? Very much
0: so And you how know? he missed her? Yep And they were religious And he was He had made peace And like literally When they got It's almost like this sounds terrible, but they're like, yeah, you have cancer. And he's like, finally, you know what I mean? Not like he was wanting to die or anything, but I think he expected it. Uh You know what I mean? That's he didn't say that, but it was just like, oh, okay, cool. You want to go grab some food? And I'm like, what are we going to do about this? Yeah. You know, everything's got a purpose and a plan.
1: And he he firmly believed like he was going to see your mother very much when he passed away. Okay. yep um and when he passed away were you and your sister with him
0: yes so we were there in the the hospice in the room yep and there when he passed uh same thing with my mother you know you just see him slipping and slipping you know watching someone deteriorate is hard it's very hard so have you dealt with the grief time you know and Remembering, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to deal with it, you know. But uh, I, I am very thankful that my wife gave me those two years,
1: you know. Yeah, that's um, that's amazing, and yeah, the, the, I, I that the fact that you could have a whole nother new relationship with your dad, even closer, right, towards the end, right. Uh, so, God, this has just been hilarious. thanks for the chuckle hour yeah uh, I I do want to ask you one other thing because you did bring up your wife Mm -hmm. Um, like when you were doing that traveling back and Mm -hmm. forth how long would you be gone a week at a time time. I I might
0: come back on for weekends Uh things like that but you know so I'd I'd come Friday night my sister would go down for the weekends and then I would uh, come back Sunday you know so I would see but sometimes I didn't even do that sometimes I'd be there for a couple weeks at a time and then if she could get away, she'd come down, you know. And um if what she it, could.
1: What was the challenge of that?
0: The long distance. I mean, we were newlyweds, you know, we were, we got married in twenty thirteen, then twenty fourteen I moved mm-hmm. away. You yeah. know, and no matter what, you're you you it strains a relationship. But luckily she's a, a strong person and and uh we we definitely made the best of it, you yeah. know. And she gave me that opportunity. Yeah.
1: It was literally her idea,
0: you know, and and so I'm, I'm I was very lucky and happy.
1: But how did you guys get through those strained times? Talking, talking, talking. as
0: much as we could, mm-hmm. being together as much as we could. Her understanding that it was you know out of our hands and for a good cause, you know. And then if we did start snipping at each other, realizing it and saying, "Hey, we're kind of put,
1: putting the brakes yeah, on it." And then yeah, and then you go, "Oh yeah, you're right." Yeah Absolutely uh, Now that you've been married Six plus Six plus When's your anniversary?
0: Yeah so 2013 So this will be three, so Six years this year
1: Okay so. Um. Now that you guys See each other every day uh, mm-hmm. Or most days Yeah her. Yeah yeah. She's, it's no. just, you know, grass is always greener, Brent. Yep. No, no, we uh, we get along very well. Okay, good. And uh, very
0: much partners in her. She's my best friend, you know, yeah. and so that's all you can ask for. Um, I, I couldn't think of my life without her.
1: I'm going to go ahead and end it right there, because this has been a pretty tough hour, uh, and that's a, just a really hopeful thing um, to end on, and especially after all you've been through, uh, and the fact that that you're able to—you didn't to even talk about the work. nine murders that I witnessed. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Never mind. Uh, did you say something? <laughs> I'm sorry. My headphones went out. Did you turn something? Uh, but thank you very much for being on. Oh, rent. thank you. It's, uh, it's good uh, to talk As the producer stuff. of the show, and and yeah, for talking through this. I know you've been to one therapy session. Thanks for doing it in my studio. Yeah. This is. Can I leave? You, whenever you want. Oh, thank you. You can check out at least. I uh, really <laughs> Damn it. I knew I was in California. (laughs) Uh, Well, listen, guys. um, Thanks for listening. Brent, of course, thanks for being on. Thank you. Thank you Please, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a good five-star review on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Rate, like, and
0: review, and smash that like button.
1: (laughs) Yeah, what he said. He knows how to do that. Uh, Again, uh, and we're sad times on Facebook. Come find us on Facebook. Go ahead and join us. Uh, We we do have some pretty good conversations that that come up in there. Uh, And again, uh, the big reminder is... We've all been through something that somebody else has gone through, and no matter what you're going through, you're not alone in feeling that way, and that um, I hope that you can find some comfort in listening to the stories of these brave people who come on and tell us. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Bye-bye.